Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, May 16, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We're going to take a look at the chart from a longer term perspective. We're going to take a look at the chart from a shorter term perspective. We're going to take a look at what the expectations are based on this, that, or the other thing. What's the market going to do over the next few days? We're going to pick apart the tape. We're going to provide some important prices or some important price levels. And as long as price stays above, one thing happens. As long as price goes below, something different happens. We're going to provide those prices. We'll take a look around the horn. We're going to look at a variety of different things. We're going to make our assessment of the market. The first thing we need to notate is this is regular way options expiration week. What does that mean? Well, it doesn't mean a whole lot of stuff other than weird stuff happens. So we're on the lookout. We're on guard for big moves in both directions, which we were getting anyway. They'll move the market out of nowhere for no reason at all. That's part and parcel. It's garden variety market behavior. So the big picture looks like this. Last week, they went into the zone just by a little bit. We were looking for a spike of 386. They made a low last week of 385.15, and they bounced back in the other direction. So A, that was expected. B, what's the next thing? Are they going to be able to have a further bounce in the northern direction, or are they going to stall out and fail? That's really the big question that's right in front of us right now. So on the north side, really the spot is up above these pivot highs over here. If the market can get up above those and begin closing hourly and then daily above those pivot highs, and those pivot highs are from the 9th and 10th of this month, if they do, there's a chance, there's a fair chance, there's a pretty good chance that the next stop will be not only filling the gap around 411, but it really does open the door for 415 to let's say 418 neighborhood. They're not there yet. It's a far cry from that neighborhood. But think in terms of that's another, let's just say for argument's sake, 150 S&P handles from where we were today. Now, why is that significant? Well, let's think about what we've discussed in these videos a number of times. We're going to get big swings in both directions. There's going to be bear market rallies, rip your face off rallies, pie in the face rallies for the folks that are short. That's the way the market works. So we're expecting off of a low, wherever the market decides to find a low, and it certainly found a low last week, wherever those prices are, what we said was, don't be surprised if we get like a 250 handle rally in just a few days. It happens rather quick. Well, ironically enough, and really there is no irony because there's no accidents or coincidences in the market. These numbers don't come out of just thin air. They are by design. Well, guess what? If you fast forward from 385.75 for argument's sake, 250 S&P handles or 25 SPY points, you're basically at 411. 
didn't we just say that that gap over here is at 411? And the answer to that question is, yes, we did. And once again, there are no accidents or coincidences. The market under normal garden variety conditions should get up that high, if not higher. What's the flip side? Can it fail? Of course it can fail. What are we using as a benchmark on the south side? Traders inside the numbers got a taste test of that today, and we'll go over more detail on the other side because it'll become more clear when we're reviewing inside the numbers. Now, we're looking at a weekly chart first because we still want to get the big picture. What happened last week? Well, they came into an important spot. We already knew about that. The second thing is they put in a pretty good tail candle for the week. And by the way, it was, as we say in the lazy e-mini trader parlots, on time. Again, no accidents or coincidences. Folks in the lazy swing trader product should have a pretty good understanding of the on-time thing since what we did last week was pepper a few longs on the table. One of them was up 3% today. How you doing? We were looking for a low. We found the low. Now we're looking for a further, as they say in the trading parlance, a further pop. Here's inside the numbers. What we're going to do here today is run through the commentary. I'm going to point out a couple of important things, some stuff that produced some trades. We're going to circle back to stocks on the move. But what I urge you to do in the meanwhile is pause the video and read the notes. Go back to the chart to double check the work. There's a lot of teaching going on in here. There's a lot of learning going on in here. There's a lot of numbers going on in here. So early this morning at zero dark 30, we're waking up with a little red on the screen, but they had a big run on Friday. So that's not out of the ordinary. It's kind of garden variety stuff. We're talking about regular way options expiration week. So we take out our OPEX file and find the following. Weird stuff can happen. They'll rip the market in both directions out of nowhere. Again, they've been doing that anyway, but that certainly did happen today. The rumor mill will operate at full capacity. Numbers tend to come up short this week more than any other week. So these are things that we just want to put on sticky notes. So we get down to the numbers. They're hanging around the big fat round number of SPY 400. It's a big psychological area. They go a little above and they come back to it. Why is that? It's magnetic. They really need to sustain price above it for a period of time for the bulls to really get on board. For the bulls to, as they say, buy into the story. Now, here's where you need to pay attention. Fire up the sticky notes. Staying below opens the door for a test around 398, give or take. Put that on a sticky note, file it away. That's going to come back around over and over and over again, and you'll see why in a few moments. Lower than that begins to create a problem for the bulls and would be handled in real time if needed. If they stage a flip-around operation and decide to put in some follow-through from last week's upside, where are they going? Well, they would start by getting back to the area around Friday's highs. Again, we'll see more of that later. But first, they have to run a test of 401.50. And that's going to come back around as well. If they get above that, we've got 403 and higher. So right out of the chute, 
On the low side, we have 398, and then we have 400 and 40150. Those seem to be important before the market even gets underway. Here's a five-minute chart. Right of the vertical is today's activity. Let's get our faculties and the numbers and see what really jives together. So 400 is a psychological number. It's not really an important number. It's magnetic from a psychological perspective, so we note it. We have it on the board. We want to know about it, but it's not really one of my numbers. It's kind of Mrs. Market's number. Below that, we have 398, and you'll notice here, this is where the day opened. This is the candle ending at 935, and what did they do? They ran a test of 398. That's an important spot. That'll come back around later. The other thing is 40150. So as you can see, after the test of 398, they never got there right out of the chute. They went back up and they reached and exceeded by a little bit 40150. That's this number right here. Then they pulled back again, hung around 400 in between 40150 and 400. And then later in the afternoon, they did what? Went up to the 403 and beyond. So all these numbers really were important. Look where they finished the day. They came back to the magnetic 400. So we had all the important numbers on the board starting right at zero dark 30. Kind of funny how that works. All right, let's see what else we have on the board. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. 921, here's the early look until it's not. Now this is before the opening bell. Anywhere in the neighborhood of 398, give or take, will likely produce a bounce back in the other direction. We don't know if they will get there, but if they do it sooner than later, I'm likely a buyer down there for a bounce back in the other direction. That's before the market opens. Now, they never do things in the manner in which you want or expect them to. They bounced before that, but there was a trade there anyway. Let's keep going, see what else we have. From a short-term perspective, 399.35 is support. If they went down there sooner than later, traders interested in a long can start a position there, but would have to add around 398. Now, here's a three-minute chart. We're drilling down a little bit. Again, the vertical depicts today's activity right of it. Now, the market opens. It comes into 399.35. That's the top horizontal line right now. They came into it, made a low in this candle of 399.16, and had a nice rip away from it, making a high of 401.29. That was a trade in the room. Inside the numbers members got that. The live members got that. Jordan took it in the room. Other traders got that in the room. So that was an early, early trade. Then they came down and they did the 398 and ripped it right back up in the other direction. So you got it. Both ways, whatever a trader wanted, it was there for the taking. The only difference is once they bounce at the 399 and change, that 398 is not exactly the same trade anymore. It's support, it's important, I'm going to point out why, but it's not the same trade anymore. We just need to understand that. We need to understand how the market works and how trading works. Let's scroll up, see what else we have. For now, 400 is our pivot, 398 is important. They're going to try and push it down to 398. Now, why do I say that? Well, that's going to become clear in a few moments because it is somewhat magnetic, and I'm going to show you why. So here, by 938, we're taking profit along the way from that bounce. 
Plus, we had a nice trade from Stocks on the Move. We'll circle back to that later. Remember 401.50 from earlier? It's overhead resistance and the gateway to 403. 401.50, it's overhead resistance. So there's two things going on. Again, same chart. We're back to the five-minute version. But look over here. At right around 10.30, they come up to 401.50. That's the top line now. And guess what? It was overhead resistance. So A, an important number is magnetic. And B, when it's overhead resistance, they're unlikely. They can. Sometimes they do. But they're unlikely to just waltz on through like they're whistling past the graveyard. And what do they do? They come right back down ultimately to where? 398. Look at the low in this candle. 397.98. No accidents nor coincidences. And we're moving along. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double check the work. What I'm going to do is let you read them on your own, but then I'm going to point out a couple of other important things. Like, where did it come from? Where did that 398 come from? You're going to see the same numbers as you pause the video come up over and over and over again. There was really only like four numbers we were concerned with today, so you can read the notes and go back to the chart to see what happened and double-check the work. But look what happened here at 1 o'clock. So we're looking at a bull flag pattern, a bullish flag pattern, whatever you want to call it. This is the hourly chart. We're going to look at it in the real chart in a moment, but I just want to get the faculties of what happened here inside the numbers. Here's the visual along with the story. So we're talking about a bullish flaggish thing. We're talking about staying above 398, and here it is. The 398 was the low of a breakup candle. Makes sense? You bet it does. So they're either going to have to give up 398 and go lower, that's the bear case, or they're going to run a test and they're going to ultimately make another leg higher out of the bullish flaggish pattern, right? That's exactly the way the market works the majority of the time. So once again, this chart is posted on the board. Here's the hourly chart. Let's get rid of the lines. We don't need them. We're going off the concept right here. So the market has already moved up. Now it's basically eating time off the clock in this bullish flaggish formation. Now you have two breakup candles. You got one down here, but you got one up here. This is at 398. So what did they do? They ran the test of 398 multiple times today. They're testing the last breakup candle in the sequence. Now, they tried to break up. They tried to get over 403 today. They peeked their head up above it, and then they got knocked back down. That's okay. They're still inside of this bullish flaggish pattern. So, therefore, the whole thing above 398 is still on the table and intact. And that, my friends, was really the whole story from an inside-the-numbers perspective today. That was essentially the schematic. About stocks on the move, we had four opportunities on the board today. Wind didn't hit its price objective or entry target. It's off the board. It's a no trade. Neither did Twitter, but Twilio and Net did, so we'll take a look at those charts. Now, here's a five-minute chart of Twilio. Now, this was a no trade technically because... They opened the price below the actual number, the first number. So 104.50 was the opening print, 104.70, and they did this right at the opening bell. They opened right below by 20 cents the number, and then look what happened. They ripped it right back up in the other direction. The high been 15 minutes. 
happened to be 108.74. That's a $4 rip in minutes. But they did what they did. They didn't do it in the manner in which they came back down. They played games with the second number. They provided a trade there. They played games with the third number, provided the trade there. Look at this. The low in this candle is 100.30. My number at zero dark 30 was 100.30. There certainly are no accidents nor coincidences in the market. And repeat after me, the numbers work. Net, Cloudfair. This one did the thing early in the morning. Jordan got this one with a lot of participation in the room. 61.95, they came into it, they spiked it, they ripped it back in the other direction. The high right away was 64.80. That's a nice little rocket ride for the home gamers out there. And so if you're adding up things, there was something for everybody in the first, let's say, 15 minutes of trading. You had a stock on the move, hit, and do its thing, providing the minimum required base hit, and certainly then some, that's Cloudfare. And then you also had an opportunity, really two bites at the apple from an SPY or ES perspective. You had the short-term support at 399.35. They ripped it back up. Then you had the 398. They ripped it back up. So we had something for everybody once again. That's the objective each and every day inside the numbers. Now, what's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, it's really in all the same market type of situation. Therefore, it looks, meaning the chart, looks very, very similar to the SPY. And the same stuff holds true with different numbers. If they're going to rally the tape, have somewhat of a short squeeze operation, hard to believe, but the IWM can actually get up to 186, 187. But they got to get going. What about the folks down at the transportation department? So they're still working on the same thing that we've been discussing for a while. Here's a low. There's a higher low. Now we don't have a higher low. We have a lower low, but we could still call this a triple bottom. They haven't really closed below this low. They tested it. They're working on this triple bottom. So if I look at it, not from a pure to the penny numbers perspective, looking at it from a conceptual perspective, here's a bottom, here's a bottom, and here's a bottom. They're looking at a triple bottom. They're looking to get a rally if they do, and the whole market catches a bid, all the same market, where would the transports go? 14865 give or take, and then some. What they'd really like to do, and if the market gets going, they will do this. They will get up and over 15000 again. Whether they stay there or not is a different story altogether, but 15000 will be magnetic. There's an important number up there just above 15000 and if they get going at all, they will be drawn into 15,000 and change. What about the Q people out in Silicon Valley, also Austin, Texas? Same routine as the SPY and all the other stuff we just discussed. They're either going to get going or they're going to fail. So if they get going, they're going to make a run in the neighborhood of, not necessarily two, but in the neighborhood of that 20-period moving average. The first order of business would be about 309 and change. Call it 310 for argument's sake. If they can get through that, and this is way premature, but write this down on a sticky anyway, they'll get up to 320 if there's a further squeeze on the tape. XLF, the financials, same thing. It's all the same market. 
if the financials happen to be melting away and the market's not going down, either going flat or upward, then you have to watch out. Something may be coming down the pike because without the financials, the market's not going to go anywhere. But if the financials are melting away, it's generally a pretty good flare up in the air that there's trouble in paradise. So you're going to need participation from the financials. If they get going, they're going to want to run back to 35. Now, again, let's keep in mind, and this holds true for all these markets we just discussed, high, lower high, lower high. There's another potential for another lower high. Just because we may bounce, there may be a dead cap bounce, a further bounce, a little bit of a short squeeze, that doesn't mean they won't put in another lower high and fall back down again. We don't know that they will or they won't yet. We're going to have resistance areas from an as-needed basis. And then, of course, you have Smash Mouth, and it's the same story that we were just telling. If the market's going to get a bid, everything's going to go up together. It's all the same market. If everything's going to collapse, they're all going to collapse together. We have to watch out for divergences. I'm watching for divergences in the financials divergences in the semi-space. Why is that? Because Smash Mouth or the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index is a pretty good proxy for the tech space as a whole. So I'm watching it like a hawk. 240 is magnetic. Put it on a sticky note under normal garden variety conditions. Unless they're going to fall apart, they should get to 240 or more. Should under garden variety market conditions. Now, if the other markets are rallying, yep, the SMH will get to 240. If everything's falling apart, then you can take 240 off the table. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense market analysis.